This is Celestial Horizons Shattered Sleep, an interactive podcast where you can influence how the story develops. If you are listening as we release episodes, you can join our Discord server to discuss how the engineering team should respond to these challenges. You can find a link at www.celestialhorizons.io. But if you're not listening in real time, no worries. We've got other exciting opportunities in the works. Shattered Sleep, our first season if you will, will consist of this episode and then one more, the finale, making eight episodes total. We will continue the story of the Hypatia Colony, however, in a standalone podcast drama releasing the week after Shattered Sleep ends, exploring some of the long-term consequences of whatever happens here on the Arc Lyrivea. This event will be called Infinite Silence. After that, a second season will begin, titled Dissonant Echoes, and will be set in the solar system Kepler-62 after the Ark arrives. Dissonant Echoes will contain multiple new modes of interaction. For both people who want more impactful and intense ways to get involved, and for people who want a more casual experience. Follow us on your favorite social media site for more information about these projects. And now, we begin Episode 7 of Celestial Horizons Shattered Sleep. Attention, Hollis Saberhagen. Please report to the bridge, or otherwise contact the acting captain. Thank you. Anybody else have bandages? We need bandages! Conflict has come, and the two factions, led by Captain Zachary Aoman and Anatolio Elwood, have exchanged gunfire. There have been several injuries, some of them serious, and one person has died. The captain has offered medical aid to the injured among the dissenters on the condition that they all surrender and reveal the location of the stolen cryofluid, an essential resource for surviving interstellar travel. So far, the dissenters have only responded by holing up in the communications room and, pre and preparing for additional clashes. The captain has begun waking additional security personnel in order to effectively put the ship into lockdown and starve out the dissenters. However, in the face of the intensifying conflict, Anthony Worthing reached out to Hollis Saberhagen and revealed where the cryofluid had been stashed, hoping that she would be able to end this ordeal before anybody else died. Saberhagen retrieved the cryofluid, placed it in an airlock, and sealed herself nearby. If anybody tries to take it from her, she'll have enough time to blow the airlock and destroy the precious cryofluid. Now, she debates how to best use this newfound position of power to break the stalemate between the captain and the dissenters to end the hostilities. But will it be enough? Login successful. For your information, this vessel has been placed under lockdown. All non-essential personnel are to remain in their quarters until further notice. First message. Hollis Saberhagen. Alright people, I'm gonna make my move. If things go poorly, if that idiot tries to be clever, just... Deep breath, Solace. Okay. Here's the plan. I'm going to make my announcement for the whole ship to hear. Worthing is on the inside, ready to move. All of the rest of you, when I start talking, make your way to the comms room. 
I've classified every single member of our teams as essential, given the general state of things. <laughs> so, the system won't lock you out. Find where the captain's people are holding up and just be there. Don't get violent. Don't get pushy. Just vessel is under stand there All -essential personnel where they can see you and hear you. Quarters. Don't let them forget that it's not just their lives that they're playing with. And if the chance comes, then we put ourselves between Spook and the firearms, regardless of who is holding them, and we give our lives to save the mission. Just like many of you have offered, time and time again. It... It feels... Really dumb. <laughs> like, really, really dumb. I know. But it allows us to put physical pressure on both sides while not directly engaging with either of them. Plus, everything else we've tried has failed. Hopefully, between your presence and the fact that they don't control the cryojuice anymore, they'll give up. Be there to guide your teams. Remind them about the mission, about the fact that this, these people, this broken hunk of metal, this is all we have for thousands of light years. They're all that is separating us from the endless emptiness of space. And that even though we've raked it up royally, it's not too late to fix it. And that means doing something bold and doing something together. Tell them that no matter what they think about politics on board, what is important here is the outcome, and not who gets to say that they were this right. This vessel is under lockdown. All non-essential personnel, please return I to your I realize that what I'm asking for is impossible. At least as far as human history is concerned. <laughs> I guess I'm more similar to the other two morons than I'd like to admit. We're all just stupid idealists. At least my ideals are rooted in what people can become, and not the things we make. Thank you, everyone. I will see you on the other side. As we all brave the void, good luck and Godspeed. End of message. New shipwide broadcast from the acting chief of engineering, Hollis Saberhagen. Attention all personnel, but especially those of you who are in the communications sector. I have some important news. You have been in your quarters, as per protocol, given the recent lockdown of the ship. But now, as the chief begins her message, you walk to your door, Enter your ID into the keypad and bypass the lockdown protocol. You are essential personnel, after all. I am currently in possession of all of the vessel's remaining storage containers for the Sculpin Antifreeze Protein Solution. Don't worry, the solution hasn't been compromised. You pass the mess hall with the broken suggestion box, the damaged security station, the work zones where repairs had been abruptly stopped due to the ongoing situation, tools still littering the floor. This vessel is under lockdown. All non-essential personnel, please return to your quarters. For proof that what I am saying is true, I've uploaded images to the shipwide server. They should be publicly accessible. I was tipped off as to where the storage containers were located, so I got them from the Foxtrot class storage bay where the gravitational array has been stored. 
And please don't ever tether important cargo to the broken frame of our vessel again. A lift filled with others, coming from their rooms as well. Your team exchanges only nods and quiet greetings. Some are trying to hide their nervousness, others a cool determination. One or two have a subtle yet intense anger radiating out around them. With the assistance of some of our team members, I have been sealed behind several layers of bulkheads. The cryojuice has been placed in an airlock, which I have severed from the ship's network. I am alone in here, and I will become immediately aware of any attempts to reach me. Now another team is with you, and then a third, all moving with a grim determination. This is a restricted sector due to security operations. Entry permissions denied. Command authorization required. Engineering emergency override. Accepted. Using that notifies command, so the chaps inside know we're here. I speak for not only myself, but for all of the engineering team, and in accordance with the mission, for the other 99,700-ish people on this ship. We say to those of you held up in the communications room that this is over. You cannot afford to damage the spook array, and the asset that you could afford to risk, the cryojuice, is no longer in your control. This leaves you with only your lives. You press onward, finding your way deeper into the combat zone, passing the junction where the captain and Elwood spoke, the open cabling tube covers that the security team must have climbed out of, and then you're there. The corner where the security teams are currently positioned, braced against makeshift barricades. And looking generally shocked at your arrival, you put your palms up, signaling to them that you're not here to fight. Your team members follow your lead. Now there are 35 of you, next to the scratch marks and holes from the gunfight not long ago, staring down the corridor to the sealed bulkheads and at the three security officers bracing for combat. Many of my people have gone to you. They're there now, outside your bulkheads, with the security teams. Looking around, there must be 50 of you in the area. But they're not here for you or your cause. 60. 70. They're here for Spook. To see that nothing happens to it. 85. 100. To make sure that nobody does anything to endanger all that we've worked for and everything that we hope for. The three security officers aren't watching the bulkhead anymore, and instead are trying to determine if your group poses the bigger threat or not. These are the people you ate lunch with and worked on repairs with now pointing weapons in your direction. Someone steps towards them, talking gently. So please don't do anything stupid, any of you, because if you do, then know that we are all prepared to do something stupid in response. I will destroy the cryo juice if I have to. All of us here are willing to live out our lives on this ship instead of getting to go home if it means that everyone else gets to be okay. And what's more, we're willing to put ourselves between you and Spook and shield it from your bullets. Your heart is pounding against the inside of your chest. Some people around you are nervous, others stand within unnaturally calm assurance. We admire the integrity with which you are trying to live your lives. But we believe that there are other causes which are more important, namely the one of the mission that we all signed up for. Please. Let us return to living for that mission, and not dying for the ones we make for ourselves along the way. Inside the communication room, far from your view, Worthing has stood from where he sits, 
and begun to make his way to the bulkhead. Worthing, what are you doing? I'm going to open the door. What? It's over. Nobody else needs to get hurt. Like hell it's over. Step away from that. We all decided to reach into the stars, to leave Earth behind, and to try to make a new home. I said step away. No. But I am resolved to die, one way or another, before I allow this mission to fail. So come out and put the weapons down. If you don't comply, I will destroy the cryofluid, and we are all aware of how slim our chances for a resupply are. We can still win this. The rest of the crew have seen that the captain will kill to get their way. They're not coming here to help us, Elwood. They're here to get us to stop. The captain has and can still hurt people, yeah, but right now, we're the ones that could accidentally destroy everything. I couldn't live with myself if that happened. If I was responsible for dooming everybody. I know that we are asking you to do something so very hard. To admit that you've been wrong, to give up your aspirations, but... Did any of us expect this to be easy? If you give up now, then you're throwing Giovanna away. She didn't die so you could get wet pants. Darian and Klaus didn't take Riking bullets so you could cower and grovel. I'm not. She died doing what she thought was right. Now I'm doing what I know is right. The juice is gone. We're done. Just don't let yourself become the bad guy. I... I won't join you in that. I said stay away! We're explorers. Pioneers. I believe that despite the damage, despite these problems, our future is still bright. We've come so far. Please help us go further. And as Worthing moves to the panel, the bulkhead door opens. And you, with your teams, on the opposite side, begin to walk forward towards the silhouetted shape of Worthing, with his back turned to Elwood's rifle. The security teams do nothing as you swarm by. You climb over the rubble, help your team across the gaps in the floor, and pass the bloodstains on the wall. Now, others from inside are standing with Worthing, gently trying to take Elwood's weapon from him, and nodding to you as you pass with tears in their eyes. Your arms interlock with the people to either side of you, forming a wall, a human shield, protecting your communications system, the key to getting back home from those who may cause it harm. Security, arrest the mutineers. Their hands are up. Worthing gets down on the ground and the others follow suit. Even Elwood, eyes burning with rage and despair, slowly gets down on the ground as the armed security teams enter the room. The combined weight of the loss of the cryojuice The bold defection from Worthing in your presence has snuffed out the flames of resistance. No shots are fired from either side, but your wall is there nonetheless, ready to protect the mission. Thank you. End of transmission. Next message, forwarded from Hollis Saberhagen, consisting of herself, and Captain Zachary Aylman. Chief. Yes, sir? Good job securing the cryojuice. How'd you get its location? One of the dissenters trusted me enough to tell me. So they got scared? You broke them, sir. Your harshness and brutality killed someone, and they decided it wasn't worth it after that. Good. They learned, eventually. 
Sir, Two I... things, Chief. First, you should not have taken it upon yourself to communicate with the mutineers, nor to work around the lockdown and bring all of your people into an active operations zone. Those theatrics could have jeopardized the entire operation. I'll need to take steps to see that the lesson is clear, that insubordination and mutiny will not be tolerated, and that even though this particular standoff ended in hugs and smiles, consequences will still be faced. Second, if I second, may. you should have come directly to me once you had located the cryo-juice. My personnel are better equipped to handle protecting such assets, and then you won't need to pretend to put them at risk and seal yourself behind the bulkheads like a pouting child. I wasn't pretending. Excuse me? I was and am ready to destroy the cryofluid if this situation does not resolve itself peacefully and amicably. Are you suggesting Yes, sir, I am. While this fluid is important, it is not technically essential the way Spook is. And while it is the most leverageable asset in the ship, I intend to remain with it until everything has been addressed. The lives and well-being of the people we currently have awake are our next greatest asset. Until they are secure as well, sir, then I will not be releasing the cryofluid. I need my teams back at full capacity, minus the positions for the ones you killed or injured, in order to see this ship safely to Hypatia, and no, replacements are not an acceptable option. And until I know that my teams can resume normal operations, then this situation has not resolved, and as such, I will continue to hold the cryofluid in the airlock, sir. Chief? This seems an awful lot like you are threatening your commanding <laughs> officer. I assure you it isn't, sir. Especially if you choose not to see it that way. I am merely acting in accordance with your own stated priorities. That of the mission. Having successfully protected our most important asset, Spook, I have found a way to protect both the second and the third most important assets. The people. And the cryojuice. I was simply informing you that I will continue to act in accordance with your directive to act for the good of the mission. Now, if I may ask, how long do you think it will take to get my teams put back together? I'm sure Lashara Hernandez could do a fine job managing reduced teams. Nah, is it tactically wise to alienate most of your awakened crew by replacing their commanding officer in the middle of a crisis? As I understand, barring medical declaration or personal resignation, command structure may not be reorganized while at alert condition 2 or higher. The ship is still heavily damaged, sir and the crew are likely to see this jarring breach of protocol as hypocrisy of some sort. You are correct. Fine. The followers among the mutineers will be reintegrated with damage control teams, albeit separated from others of their ranks. Their rations will be cut as well. Only Elwood and Worthing will receive full by-the-book punishment to serve as Worthing an example. Worthing was the one who revealed where they stashed the cryojuice, sir. That fact is generally known among the crew. He is also the one who gave the mutineers access to unauthorized systems. Surely you can reward those who did the most to undermine the leaders of the mutineers? Only Elwood will receive full punishment. Worthing will be demoted, and I, Chief, will accept your resignation the moment our vessel is no longer in critical condition. <laughs> It'll be my pleasure, sir. You're dismissed. 
Oh, and if I may, I expect these changes to be permanent, sir. If you were to walk them back after I released the cryofluid, many people would be very disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed, Chief. You were incredibly competent and trustworthy. Thank you, sir. You're dismissed. End of message. Next message. A shipwide broadcast from Acting Captain Aylman. Attention, all crew members. As we return to regular operations, I want to inform you that I have ceased waking up additional security personnel. The eight that we did awaken will remain on active duty, reporting directly to myself, but there will be no others. As our vessel comes close to being ready to resume our original course, we have an important decision to make. Our requested cryofluid resupply has a 4.5% chance of arriving within 20 years of travel from our current position. In order to even get that chance, we must wait five years for the wormhole to be ready to attempt a delivery. In summation, our chances at getting the supplies we need in order for all of us to get back to sleep are... slim. Yet, I gather that the sentiment among the crew is that we are willing to wait five years for a chance to live long enough to see Earth again, however small it may be. My questions to the crew are these. First, what is the crew's general consensus around how many years we are willing to wait to possibly retrieve the resupply? Second, in the likely event that we are not able to get a resupply, then we need to be prepared to decide who will receive what few doses we have. Of the 71 doses, 32 will be given to the essential personnel we have awake now, 30 will be reserved for possible needs in the future, and 9 will be placed in a raffle for the remaining non-essential crew. Additionally, there is a list of people who have volunteered to not be considered for the remaining doses. I'm the first on that list, and it is already quite populated. Consider if you wish to be on that volunteer list, or if you wish to be a part of the raffle. Finally, in the likely event that many of us will be left to spend the rest of our lives together on this ship, Please send your suggestions for and concerns about setting up some form of structure, policies, and general agreements for transitioning away from an active emergency situation into lifelong living conditions on this arc. This will be an ongoing discussion. End of message. For your information, the captain has created several new feedback channels for your submissions and suggestions. Good luck, and Godspeed. Our final episode will be taking place after the five-year wait, once Earth has been able to attempt to resupply the Ark Lyravea. We will literally be rolling a die and recording the roll to see if the resupply will fall close enough to be able to save the lives of the people on board. We'll be releasing that video on YouTube at the same time as the final episode. And you have our word, whatever we roll while making that video will be the official outcome of the supply drop. Also, if you've participated in the Discord discussion and have not already volunteered to not receive a dose, then we will put your username in the raffle that the captain mentioned. 
in the event that the 4.5% odds do not turn out in our favor, we will then randomly determine who from that list gets to be put back to sleep as a way to say thank you to everyone who's participated and gotten involved so far. This process will also be included in that same bonus video. If you are picked, we will reach out and put a name for you in the final episode as one of the survivors. And if you haven't commented yet, but would still like to give us a name to perhaps survive this journey, then there is still time. If you comment at any point during the first week or so that this episode is up, we will put your name in for that raffle. Tell us how you would answer the captain's questions. How many years are we willing to give up to try and get to the cryofluid? Second, would you volunteer to not get a dose, guaranteeing that you grow old and die before you ever see anyone that you know again? And finally, what kind of things would you suggest for people who may face living out the rest of their lives together in an oversized space-traveling tin can? All of these things we will be incorporating into that last episode. Thank you for listening to this, the penultimate episode of Shattered Sleep. This episode features performances by Else Buckley, Orion Howard, Olivia Oki, Chris Rollins, and Eric Ridding. This episode was written by Nathan Young, with music by Marcus Richardson. Good luck, and Godspeed.